Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy uh, Monday before Christmas. Happy Monday before Christmas. Yes. You know what that means. What does that mean? Six, six more days of Brian Reynolds on the team. Oh, God. Yeah. I... um. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that nothing happens like this ha- holiday season. I don't think we're gonna do much this next weekend. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna have a calm holiday season. I mean, I don't know, man. Ben Charrington's making a slew of moves. I mean, the Pirates has added two more players this weekend. You don't think he's leading up to Brian Reynolds? Big trade on yeah, not leading up to Brian Reynolds at all. No, no. All right. Yeah. We got two major moves to talk about this morning because the Pirates did find their catcher. They listened to you talk to Alex Stump. They said, hey, Jim's pissed off. He wants to know if anyone's going to catch this year. So the Pirates went out and they signed Austin Hedges to a one-year $5 million deal. And they said, you know what? We're not done yet. And they also went and traded for Connor Joe. So that's what we got to talk about this morning, Jim. So again, I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be quiet. There's not going to anything to happen this Christmas morning because Ben Charrington is active. He's certainly active. Like he's doing things. But that's it's about, I guess, as far as the activity goes. Like he's he's like... He's like, you know, if you're at work and like your boss walks by your your office and you're just like pretending like like you're doing stuff, but it's not really like you're not really working. You're just you're clicking around on your screen. So you mean like when you have fan graphs up and you're looking and you peek and you're like, yeah. there he is. And you go yeah. onto like your homepage under on your website. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what Ben Sherrington's doing right now. He's he's doing a lot of work. Just none of it's has anything to do with really improving the team at all or being productive in any way. (laughs) He's just doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best way to put it with these two moves because they're moves and not that I necessarily hate either. And and I say that cautiously in the sense that I, I understand why they're, they're there, why they're done. It's not as if, like, it's terrible. It's just that it doesn't really do much. And after the 2022 season, you kind of expect it. And again, after the the words that came out of Ben Charrington's mouth, you kind of expected something 
to move the needle a little bit, right? To, to get a little bit better, not just by, well, we're, we just can't possibly be this bad, so therefore we won't be that bad. You kind of thought maybe we're not going to be this bad because we're going to, as he said, focus on the major league team. These two trades don't, or I guess one trade and one signing, like don't really do that for me. No. So, I mean, let's kind of start with Hedges, right? I mean, clearly, you know, the team needed to sign a catcher. Whether or not they actually have Andy Rodriguez start opening day, which isn't going to happen. But even if Andy Rodriguez was going to be the opening day starting catcher, like they still needed to add a catcher, right? Um, right. So he they, is the only one on the 40-man. Yes. So they they did that. They, they added a catcher. <clears throat> um, they added – a veteran catcher, a pretty good defensive catcher too. But one issue <clears throat> is that, yeah, he's a good defensive catcher, Denardo. But he is the worst hitter <laughs> in Major League Baseball and has been for about four years. <laughs> and like that's not that's not exaggerating. That's not that's not saying, oh, he's really bad. No, he's the worst hitter. Just basically read your tweet to us. <laughs> In Major League Baseball, or last word, he has not eclipsed a 50-weighted runs created plus since 2018. And I'm like, 50? Like, 50? Like, we remember, like, Kevin Newman's terrible, terrible, terrible season. Kevin Newman has never been as bad of a hitter as Austin Hedges. Um, just Austin Hedges a has a really, clear 54-weighted run created plus. Let's put it there. Yeah, just a pure, terrible hitter. So, I mean, he's a guy to sit back there behind the the, pit, the the home plate, and he will look competent behind there. But once you put him at the uh, – uh, once he bats, it's not good. Yeah, so, I mean, he ranks 37th among 37 catchers and weighted runs created plus. Um, he actually, if you go a little bit deeper than that, there are, let me find my, my tweet. So, uh, and since 2019, 426 players have accumulated 500 plate appearances, 426 players have done it. He ranks 426th among those players dead last in weighted runs created plus since 2019. So we're talking about a bad, 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 bad hitter. So, and that's why, so offensively, here's like I want to compare it to, right? Because we don't understand why this person was on the team. It was just awful. And Josh Van Meter, right? He's, he's like, he's the goat of the opposite. He's the escape goat. He's the off, yeah. the wrong goat of 2022 season, right? He had a 59 way to run straight plus. Like last year, Josh Vanmeer for the Pirates batted 187, on base 266, and slugged 292. Good for a 59 weighted runs created plus. Austin Hedges last year, 163, on base 241, slugged 248. Good for a weighted runs created plus of 42. So, I mean, that's a huge drop off. That's not even like, okay, so he's about Josh Vanmeer level. And the Pirates can relate, the Pirates fans relate to that because they hated Josh Van Meter. He is much worse than Josh Van Meter. But granted, 
this is where, like I said, I don't hate it. Like it, it makes sense in this, in the sense of he is good defensively. Yep. He is good with the pitching staff. Like if there's one thing I wanted, it was certainly that. That's why like the Roberto Perez re-signing made like a lot of sense in that sense. But it's just so bad off- offensively. And, and here's the, the thing, too, I want to say. Everything comes down to roster construction. You know, like everything. You can hide a bad offensive catcher who comes with very, very good defense if you have a competent lineup. Say like the Indians, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can get away with that because the pitchers will love the guy, right? But your offense isn't just straightly anemic. The Pirates don't have that. Like, they already have the bad offense. It, it's not as if they can hide Austin Hedges in this lineup. It's already pretty brutal. And they they made it worse. So, so again, granted, like, the pitchers will love Austin Hedges probably. Now, he's not the defensive wizard he once was, but the defense is still good, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't mind my catcher not being – I'll put it this way. I don't mind my catcher being offensively challenged. As long as he comes with the other stuff, like the, the hidden things you don't really get to see. Uh, like think about Yachty, like Yachty Molina was pretty awful offensively for most of his career, average to bad, but he was just so good defensively. And that's why he's going to be a hall of famer, right? That's fine. You can get away with that. Also the Cardinals lineup, pretty, pretty damn good for a while. The pirates have a bad lineup. Austin hedges. Isn't like, peak Yachty anymore right he's not peak Austin Hedges anymore but like when you encompass everything he's just he's a negative war player still well and it's also like it's just straight up it's like I I I want people to know this like it's not an improvement (laughs) over last year like Scott Heineman Jason DeLay and the one month of Roberto Perez put up better numbers than Austin Hedges did Okay. Um, yeah, and that's that's offensively they did, and defensively they they were better as well. So the Pirates were a pretty solid defensive catching team last year. You know, if we're going off of like Fangraphs numbers, which are you know, if I'm if I'm looking at catchers, they probably have the best there. But you know, he got hit a nine point six defensive rating in Cleveland last season. The Pirates last year catchers you know, combined for mm, – You're not going to go back to the It was 17.2. So, so Jason DeLay, Scott Heineman, Jose Godoy, Roberto Perez, the hodgepodge of all those catchers outproduced Austin Hedges last year. So I just want people to realize – yeah, he's he's good defensively. He's terrible offensively. His numbers are worse than those guys combined for last year. Fair enough. Like this is a signing that they made. It's a person that they added to their team. But in no way does this make their team any better. It doesn't. Fair enough. And again, going back to the I don't hate the signing in that sense, but it's not one this is like the absolute settle. And that's why, like the Roberto Perez, I felt the same way, but I was okay and comfortable with it. And mainly also too, because like Andy Rodriguez 
is going to be coming up. You assume and expect Henry to come up at some point. So there's going to be a, like a real situation. You're probably having three catchers on this team um, in the sense of what, what a catcher is and what can do. But you say Scott Heineman. I said Scott Heineman. <laughs> it's seven. It's seven twenty a.m. Um, is is Jeffrey Wilson going to be pitching to Scott Heineman this this upcoming year? So, I, I think it's just well, there is a Tyler Heineman. So keep that in mind. Like Tyler Heineman exists. He's a baseball player. Yes, he's on the Pirates. You mean Scott now? Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, brother. Scott Heineman also exists. Like Scott Heineman is also a baseball player, so like he's a he's a there person. You go. I just got him confused. All right, um, <clears throat> going back, uh, Hedges would be a would be a if we like if we had a comp. Andy Rodriguez was our starting catcher, right? And we signed Austin Hedges as a backup. I I'd like this move. So I guess this just kind of comes down to. Like this is this is going to be really crappy for two and a half months, and then yeah. hopefully it improves a little bit once once Endy's up, once Davis is up, because I think as a backup catcher, like Austin Hedges has a place in the major leagues because of his defensive value. Oh, for um, sure. But once you're giving Austin Hedges three hundred plus plate appearances in a year, it starts to it's his offensive shortcomings um, start to add up to being worse than how good he is defensively. You know, if you're limiting his playing time, though, perfectly fine. Yeah. So I think that's kind of And, and again, like, especially the way his defense is starting to deteriorate. Like, it's not what it once was. And that's why, right. It's, it's not worth it. He's come to the point now where, He's like the perfect, this is my personal catcher. Like Austin Hedges is Garrett Cole's personal catcher, and he's going to be pitching every time Garrett Cole's up there because he likes the way he works and defensively, because the, the offense just six times a week, five times a week just hurts your team. Um, and like what I want to say to this too, and trust, like this isn't me saying this is okay. It's just understanding the ND situation and what it's going to be, and he's not going to be opening day. Like I'm also okay with this in that sense. But I'm okay with it. Again, come like roster construction. Like I'm okay with it. Understanding that the catcher position this year is going to be one that's going to be pretty anemic to start off. But it represents a guy who is essentially an Austin Hedges who once Andy comes up and eventually Henry, like he can show them the ropes. He has that leadership. You know what I mean? Like they're going to benefit a lot from Hedges, right? And, and the pitchers will also. But that's affordable if you invest in other places, that's like, that's where the pirates are failing. Like I would be okay with this. Not a problem at all. If they went out there and got maybe a corner outfielder, who's not the person we're going to mention next, you know, if, if they, the first base, I mean, that was an improvement. Albeit it's limited, but we did appreciate the first base moves this year. Like that position did improve, but that was really it. Like all off season so far. It happened rather quickly. We both were like, hey, the Pirates, maybe Ben's doing something. Ben's cooking this offseason. And then he was like, psych, rug pull. <laughs> well, and like I said, not he's really doing, much. doing plenty of stuff. Like, I would, I would argue 
I mean, so how many additions is this now to the major league roster? You had the two at first base, um, Velasquez, Garcia. Well, Garcia's uh, not official, so we don't know yet. Yeah. So, I mean, we're now at at least six major league roster additions. That might be tops in major league baseball. Like, Ben Sherrington might be doing more stuff right now than any other major league GM. But, but it's, as we're saying, it's after the first base position, what really helped that much? Go back like what Alex Stump said. The, maybe outside of Austin Hedges. Every signing the Pirates got, air quotes, better. But the bar is absolutely terrible. Doesn't really say much. Yeah. I wouldn't even argue they got better with Hedges, though. Like last well, year, outside of hedges, because hedges signing yeah. happened after I right. said that. Yeah, but so, you're right. The other ones, well, Velasquez, if he was a, a reliever, makes the team better. Velasquez is a starter. I don't know if he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, first base uh, improved. Thompson, Bryce Wilson's the bar again. He yeah, could, first baseman improved. Um, yeah, it's and if 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 we have, are seeing any improvements, it's so marginal, it's so marginal right. that it doesn't matter. So here's a question, and this is like this is something I put out there on Twitter because I, I certainly have some thoughts. Now, Seth says Roberto Perez starting winter ball soon. Actually, he has. I think he's played three games total right now. Um, do you think they sign him if he is healthy? Interest on both sides? Because I, I've seen some people say that too. Like, well, maybe Austin Hedges doesn't mean they're done. Maybe he's just part, right? Maybe he will end yeah. up being the backup. Maybe they sign like a Roberto Perez because there's been interest. So I guess let's start there. Like, do you think Austin Hedges is it? And Tyler Heineman is going to essentially be the pseudo backup, or do you think they're going to like say, "Hey, we got Austin Hedges, one million five, or it's one year five million. Let's go get Roberto Perez on a one year three million, or whatever it is." And, and there's there's our tandem. It's a good question. Um, I'm going to lean yes that there's there's going to be some interest there. And the reason is actually going from what Alex said, right? Like Alex, Alex was pretty, he was pretty, uh, you know, I guess uh, direct in saying that like there's, there is mutual interest there, you know, between Perez and the Pirates. Um, to loosely that, quote that him, their, he basically said he's quote, their first, second, first, third, fourth, and fifth option. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that, you know, they may not be done here. Um, and I do think they need to acquire one more person because not only for just depth for those first couple months, right? Cause I don't think they want to run into a situation they ran to the last year with like Contreras where someone got injured and they had to call Contreras up before uh super two deadline. And then they had to do all this stupid stuff, like call them, like send them down to work on something and, you know, pick something, pretend out of the sky uh, and send him down so they can manipulate his service time more. I don't think like they don't want to get into a position where, you know, one of the only two catchers on their team gets hurt. And it's like, well, if you don't call up Andy, then like, you know, what are you really doing here? Um, I I think they'll add someone else. Yeah. And like Heinemann will be kind of like that, that third option. And they'll have two, two like major league catchers. So I could see, I could see a press signing still happening. So I'll put it this way. Everything you said makes sense. Mm-hmm. With a competent team leading towards a competent season. That makes sense. 
So I, I can't argue the logic behind any of that. But I'm really trying to think and put on my Ben Charrington sitting in my Pirates GM hat. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like this is it. They moved on. They pivoted for some reason or other. And that's what I want to talk maybe also, if that is the truth. For some reason or other, they pivoted and, and went Austin Hedges opposed to Roberto Perez because I don't think you're going to sign two MLB contracts this year when you know ND for sure is coming up and likely Henry Davis. Because then you gotta, you're probably not trading either of these guys. You could. I mean, I guess technically Michael have, Perez got traded yeah. last year. So yeah, I guess you could. Catchers have value. Yeah. But these also are going to come with a little more money where Perez was just R eligible. Yeah. No big deal. No, so, I mean, there's a little bit of a difference. But I, I don't really think they are. Think about the catching situation last year. We talked for how long if there was, there was no catchers on the 40-man roster. And then mm-hmm. spring came and they gobbled them all up. And I feel like Austin Hedges is going to be that guy. Heineman, like, like what you're saying about Heineman, I feel like he probably will be the backup once the, like we're past everything and they can start people putting people on the 60-day IL and such. So, you know, this 40-man's not crunched. I think it's going to happen next year. Like in spring, they're going to be able to sign someone to a minor league deal or, or whatever, pick up that third catcher that you're talking of so they don't have to put Indy in that situation. I think this is it. And what's we'll find is, out. And I'm not going to go too deep into the next part. I'll go ahead. What's funny is I'm, I think Tyler Heineman is a better catcher right now than Austin Hedges. There, like, okay. I mean, and I'm like, I'm being serious. <laughs> I don't know if that really is a hot take per se. Yeah. But like, that's where we are right now. And sure. <laughs> like, not that I particularly love Heineman. But I mean, if you look at like again, last like season, Austin Tyler, Heineman, Tyler Heineman was substantially better than Austin Hedges last year. Right. Yeah. So anyways, I think this is it. I think this is this is the starting catcher. Heineman ends up being the backup, probably, unless some other catching option becomes available for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Um, that, that he wants to scoop up. But to me, then, if that is the answer... I'm very curious of why they pivoted from Roberto Perez to Austin Hedges and solely because of Alex more or less confirming what we thought. Like it was a, basically a done deal. They probably just want to make sure he was healthy and he just started the winter, winter ball. Like he literally just started three games into it. And then that's when the signing happened. So if they did pivot, I'm very curious as to why that happened. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be curious there. And I guess we won't really find out for a while because you know, until until Roberto Perez signs with either the Pirates or somebody else, we 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 won't really know. Right. Okie dokie. What else do you want to talk about with Austin Hedges? Anything? <sighs> just with catching in in general. No, I mean, it just goes back to like I'm still, I'm still, I'm still so upset they just like completely shut the door on Andy starting opening day. But I mean, that's. It's to be expected with this team. So right. it is what it is. Yep. Okay. Well, then let's move on. So that happened. That started off the weekend. Uh, last night, we got some news. The Pirates, they brought back their uh, their former pick, former first rounder, Connor Joe, who uh, went to the Rockies. I mean, as as much as a Pirates acquisition can be controversial, Right in a Connor Joe trade, um, 
kind of controversial. Kind of, I like this. He's good. And then also he's bad, terrible. Uh, I guess, what do we make of Connor Joe? How do you feel about this trade? I'll ask that first. Um, So I was hoping that they would go out there and get a right-handed hitting corner outfielder. Like, so I'm, I'm, I am happy that they addressed that because I think they needed to. Mm -hmm. I would have liked them to have gone about it maybe another way or pick somebody who, I don't know, maybe has a little bit of power (laughs) or someone who can like hit lefties really well. Like Connor Joe is an interesting case because, I mean, first off, he didn't – I mean, he took a while to get to the majors. Mm -hmm. He played – pretty okay he played pretty good like let's let's say he played pretty good in his first like real taste of major league ball in 2021 right um you know above average hitter okay fielder um you know peripherals all looked fine doesn't strike out a lot walks gets on base like so he's you know he he's he's a major league player at this point um i don't think he's necessarily a very good one. Like, I think he's a complimentary guy, someone who maybe you want to give 300, 400 plate appearances to, like, he's not going to be like an everyday guy. You saw that last year where he got, you know, more playing time than he's ever gotten in his career. And, you know, he was well below average, which if all you're doing is playing left field, right field, first base or DHing, you can't be, a below average hitter in major league baseball. Like that's just, you can't be, you can't. Um, Last year, I think he was another stat here. 81 outfielders had 400 plate appearances last year. Connor Joe ranked 71st out of those 81. So we're still talking about somebody near the end, the bottom of of a list like that. Um, Like I said, they addressed the right-handed corner outfielder. I would like to have seen better, like lefty split numbers, hit pretty well against them in 2021, but did not hit well against them last year. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's fine, right? Like it's one of those like sure whatever. It it's something they needed, but it's not necessarily a good player type of deal. Like if you wanted a right-handed Ben Gamble, you got one. You know, that's probably the best way of putting it because, yeah, like Ben Gamble is is basically a major leaguer, right? He, yeah. he belongs in the majors. That's why he was there on the Pirates last year. Um, he might be on the downside. Like he might be picking up a minor league option, you know, deal this, this offseason. Maybe a major league. We'll find out. But he's very limited. He's about a league average bat. Defense is below average, even though he's making all those diving plays. <laughs> it's just right. because he wasn't that confident to get there without diving. Um, but anyways, regardless, like that's probably a good comp of putting it. And, and again, that's where this this stinks. The mm-hmm. trade itself, it's not a bad trade. Like I don't no, I don't hate the bad. trade. So no. that, I, I, I don't hate it. They not a bad a, trade. Yeah. Basically nothing. It was uh who was that? I do Nick Garcia. Like, I like Nick Garcia, but he is pretty far down the depth chart in, in minor league pitching. But, you know, whenever you accumulate a lot of minor league talent like that, you can, can kind of afford to 
to to move some of those depth guys when you need a major league piece. So they, that's what they did. Right. Yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it. Nick Garcia is not going to be a loss for this organization. You're not going to miss him. There's 10 others in this. Well, there's, there, are, there are a we lot of there's other Nick Garcia-like pitchers in this world. Right, yeah. right. So it's no loss. So it, it it's an addition of a need. It's just how much does that need push this needle? And you making the Ben Gamble comp pretty much nails it. It, it doesn't. You're, you're basically where you were last year. You have Ben Gamble. Um, maybe there's more upside to this. That's where I'll say, but I'm not hopeful that they're up, like the upside will be there. You know, we're talking about the lefties, right? Like he was about league average last year against lefties. The year before, he just annihilated lefties. But the year before, this is like his first. Okay. I think it was like a 136 weight runs created plus against lefties in 2021. Yeah. Um, like 36% better than average. I mean, that's, that's 130, good. I think, is what, what it was. 130. Either way, worse it was good. Than, worse than Kevin Newman was last year, by the way. Okay. So, but he slugged. Now he was in Colorado for most of it. And also last year, just 211 plate appearances in total for the Rockies. His first real taste of the majors. Like, I don't look at, I, I'm not sure. Like, here's, here's where it's interesting to me. Cause again, when he came to the Rockies and he had that 2021 season, I was like, oh God, here we go. Even Connor Joe's showing up as look at the Pirates, how they fumbled this, right? <laughs> Even Connor Joe's out here slugging 469. <laughs> yeah. at age 28 you know with the rockies is call up but the difference was now his first full season he had an 87 weighter weight runs career plus last year basically league average against lefties i don't know if like that was his first taste now pitchers have kind of figured him out so he's not that good but here's the thing too he hits nothing but fastballs just he cannot hit a breaking ball he can't hit anything other than a fastball basically last year he in, he did annihilate fastballs last year this year wasn't bad. I mean, he's batting average against the fastball is like 276. Like it's above average, but I just, I, I'm not expecting much. Maybe he bounces back a little bit. Maybe against like you said, the platoon, he's about league average and that's, that's okay, but it's a league average hitter, which to your credit, it's Ben Gamble. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think like, like, right-handed Ben Gamble is pretty much what, what we got here. Um, so again, is it somebody who would, would, uh, get meaningful playing time on a good baseball team? Nope. But, uh, he's, he's here and he will, uh, he'll probably play a pretty substantial part in the, in this offense, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I saw that, that comment. And, and I think that's another thing that kind of, you know, confused me here is, you know, this is very, you know, Andujar and Connor Joe, I think, are, are probably pretty similar profiles where, you know, Andujar is not playing third base, right? So if Andujar is going to play, it's going to be either corner outfield, first base, or DH. Like, that's where he's going to play. Connor Joe is going to play corner outfield, first base, or DH. Not going to play anywhere else. So uh, it, it they are going to be pretty they're, – they're going to be competing for playing time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they're they, – those two – are going to be absolutely competing for playing time. So I, I, I kind of like the deal in that regard, but I also would have liked to have brought in like a more of a righty power bat for the corner outfield, I think is kind of what I was hoping would happen. So that's why I'm a little disappointed here. Um, I do think Connor Joe is better than Miguel Andujar. So, you know, if we're, if we're saying like 
Miguel Andujar was going to get a starting spot in this lineup, then, you know, they improved on that with this deal. Like Connor Joe is a better player than Miguel Andujar. Yeah. I think you could, I think he's definitely safer for one. I mean, the reason that Andujar is intriguing is the potential ceiling. Now the potential is very risky. I think that's, you're not going to get it right. But we know like what he, what he's capable of. And Connor Joe is not capable of that. Neither of us think that he's going to be able to get there. But Andor certainly has like the ceiling. But Connor Joe is a major league baseball player where I think a lot of us aren't sure if Andor even is anymore. Yeah. So Andor has been safe. I will say, what's that? Andor hasn't been a major league baseball player since before Austin Hedges hit over 50 weighted runs created for <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's our next measuring stick for Andor. <laughs> but, uh, but like, yeah, like this is certainly to me, like now Andor has some competition for one. Yeah. You don't just pencil him in there. But I was like even thinking long term because he plays outfield, also plays first base. And you got to think the way the, oper- the Pirates operate. So they're probably going to be trading Santana, Choi, right? Looking to do that and such. And he can play first base. So this is also maybe some of, uh, well, once that happens, we're not going to have our situation we did last year. Connor Joe can play first base. So once we lose those two, here you go, Connor Joe. Thing with that is you would maybe hopefully expect Malcolm Nunez to be ready. He's also righty. <laughs> His and Henry the same. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah, Henry, I guess, is that possibility as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look at this too. Like, okay, so he also plays first. So maybe they're hedging a little bit here. They also have a guy who can play first base when that happens. Connor Joe also has two options. So this isn't also meaning that Connor Joe has to stay on the team. Like he could be in AAA to start the year. So like, again, with all this said, I don't hate this, but it just isn't pushing the needle where you're really wanting to see this offseason be pushed at. Yeah. No, and listen, it's addressing an area where I thought they needed to add somebody, mm-hmm. but it's just like not addressing it in a way where, we're going to see it affect this team. Yeah. It's kind of more of the same that we've been seeing this off season. I said the first base, the first base additions were like a meaningful addition, but I think that just more had to do with you add anybody competent and it's going to be a meaningful addition because that position. Sure. Was so bad. Um, but they've actually right spent money on it. You know, right. they, they did short up. They spent money. They got leadership. Yeah. I like the first base. I, I like what they did at first base. Um, that was it. But yeah, this is just another, this is just like another, it's not a signing, it's an acquisition, right? And there's, there's, there's no reason to like get upset about this deal. Like, I don't think anybody's upset about it. I don't know if there's any reason to get excited about it though. Like it's. No, you're right. Yeah. It's a guy. The the trade itself in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. you can't get upset about, but. I think what you can look at is just encompass everything. Look at the direction this entire offseason has gone, and you can just like I don't think upset's the right word either, but you can just be disappointed in this is where they're going. Like these are the moves. After you kept hearing offseason after offseason after offseason about how they're much closer, right? And you hear this offseason, how we're gonna focus on the major league team, you know, all that, and, and you see the first two moves and that that made you feel like they were onto something seeing everything afterwards just kind of disappoints you that 
that's that's the best acquisitions you're probably going to see. And we're not even sure if Brian Reynolds is going to be on the team or not yet. Well, I mean, that's 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 the big thing here, right? Like, if Brian Reynolds ends up getting traded, then you got worse. <laughs> Unless you're getting, you know, major league ready talent that is good. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to operate Brian Reynolds on the team, but yeah, you just don't know. Regardless, yeah, he requested a trade. That's I not how he wants they, I think I said, I, we've said I've said it a couple times. I don't think he gets moved this off season, but. Yeah, if he does, there better be some stuff coming back in that one that can kind of slide in right away. Right. Okie dokie. So, Miguel, Andujar, Connor Joe, maybe duking it out. Do you see a situation where they're both on the team? Uh, Yeah, I do. Um, I think it, it adds a little bit more depth to the outfield, too. So, now I think what it does do is maybe Cal Mitchell – you know, it, it pushes one of those guys off. Whereas, you know, before maybe you, you were, you were having a roster of both Sawinski and Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Now you maybe, you got to pick one of those guys. Cause I'm, I mean, as much as I, I've, I've downplayed the addition of Connor Joe, uh, I think he's better than Cal Mitchell. I think he's better than Miguel Anduar. So, and I don't think the Pirates are ready to give up on Anduar. Right. So no. I think regardless like, and barring a spring where he goes, like, one for 43 or something, like, Miguel Andahar is going to be on this team. Um, so, yeah, I could see I, – I think this pushes, though – you know, this this pushes Cal Mitchell maybe off the major league roster. Or, you know, maybe even eh, – no, Bay probably is going to be in there for, for his infield. But, yeah, it, I think – I think uh, – I think they both can be on the roster. Yeah. Cool. Seth has a question about Kanan Smith and Jigba. And that's what I thought too. Now, the difference is he's a lefty. Um, but Connor Joe just kind of adds to, I guess, the hodgepodge of like these outfielders. Like, there's no real outfielders that stand out. You know, like even Smith and Jigba. I have some hope for him. I think he has some promise right now. He's a lefty, and that's why he's he's different here. I don't think this signing really attacks his roster spot per se. But there's just a lot of outfielders. There's a lot of guys, no dudes. There's a lot of guys here. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about outfield, you know, outside of Reynolds, you know, you assume Reynolds and Sawinski are are safe, right? I imagine, right? But then you you know you're you got Andujar. Connor Joe's being added to this. Tugapita Marcano, you know, infielder, outfielder. Cal Mitchell, Kanan Smith and Jigba. Travis Swaggerty still on this team. Like, I could see him getting pushed out here soon just because I don't know if they like him very much. And then Ryan Valade. Ryan Valade's still sitting there. Like, what is, you know. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. So the Pirates have acquired two Colorado Rocky righty corner outfielders this offseason between Valade and Joe. Yeah. That that's and we don't have to talk too deep about this because we're talking about these guys, but that's what I want to bring up. Like you mentioned Cal Mitchell, which makes sense too. But when you look at last year, they really didn't give Swaggerty a shot at all. It was Cal Mitchell who they did and brought back. So like I wonder if 
it's potentially Swaggery that really is on the chopping block more than Cal Mitchell. Swaggery can play center field, plays it very well. So maybe that's a difference. <clears throat> like this doesn't really attack Swaggery much in that sense. But like you look at the pecking order of outfielders, they chose Cal Mitchell over Swaggery last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was talking more of just the major league roster. Um, I, but, but I mean, they still need to do a couple things here. Like they need to, um, oh, they need to make was, a corresponding move for Garcia. I was looking at more to 40, man. <laughs> yeah. So they need to make a corresponding move for Garcia. And I think, is that the only corresponding move they need to make? Right. Oh, they, they need to make one for Hedge now. Right. Well, no, they, so they DFA'd Nick Mears. Oh, that's right. This for was. Connor Joe. Um, but they need to they need to DFA somebody they need to make they need to get rid of somebody for Hedges they need yep. to get rid of somebody for Garcia, Garcia. So there's yep. two spots there on this 40 man that they got to let somebody go and you got to think right now like there's the the pitching staff you know uh Johan Ramirez is still there he was a guy that we kind of talked about this whole offseason as someone who maybe not long for this team um so he's he's on the forty man. I don't think any infielders are going anywhere for the time being. But if you're looking at outfield, you know, Valade, Swaggerty, I think you're kind of both on the chopping block there potentially uh, to get to get DFA'd. So we'll see what happens with these moves. There you go. All right. Well, how much more can you talk? on a morning podcast about Austin Hedges and Connor Joe. Have we reached that limit? <laughs> I think we're there. Um, I think a lot of people were getting mad at me last night for like poo-pooing on this. And I, I wasn't poo-pooing on it. Like I said on there, like my assessment of the trade was sure, whatever. So like, <laughs> I don't know. That's not negative. It's just like, whatever you know i feel like your um, perception on twitter <clears throat> and i'm not gonna say it's like totally changed because yeah. like you've been but like it's clear you hate the pirates and people hate you for hating the pirates <laughs> well like I, I don't hate the but then you come I, I on love, here and you, you talk love, and explain I, it I and rationalize them. it right but yeah. it's like on twitter you're that dude and i love it no i mean i love the pirates right but they're they're just they are annoying and <laughs> Like they're doing all this stuff and none of it's actually helping. Like I want, I want good baseball players on my team. That's, that's what it comes down to. And Austin Hedges and Connor Joe are not good baseball players. Like we, we spent 40 minutes this morning talking about them and, and, and like how could, how they're going to fit into this team. Neither of them are good baseball players. And like, I, I just, I want to get to the point where we're talking about the pirates having good baseball players. So like I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Connor Joe's a good baseball player. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Austin Hedges is a good baseball player. These are guys who are brought onto a team that isn't trying to win. Like there's if you do not go out and acquire these two players if you are trying to win baseball games. These aren't players who are going to help you win. See, I just want to—I just want to say, in a sense, like, ah. like that's not really a true statement in my eyes. It, it still just comes down to roster construction. Like, you can sign an Austin Hedges you're trying to win if he's your backup catcher. Okay. You can sign Connor Joe. Like, if it's like, eh, you know, we can get away 
he can be this utility guy. We need to go cheap here because we spent here. Like we're still a competent baseball team. Like if, if Connor Joe ended up being on the Yankees for some stupid reason, like, okay, it could happen, but they can afford and fit that. You know, like, I don't like that, that statement in itself, but that's not what the pirates are doing. That's why these aren't good moves. Connor Joe is going to get over appearances this year and he shouldn't. Right. Austin Hedges is going to get a lot of playing time this year. And, and he, should. he might be the fifth batter in that lineup when he does. Connor Joe. Not eighth. Yeah. That, I mean, we again, saw Ben Gamble back coming at here. Right. Yeah. You know, like that that's the thing. Like if you were in the Yankees, you'd be batting eighth and you can hide him, whatever. But he's batting fifth for the Pirates. Yeah. And last year he slugged 359. No, that's that's all my thing is, is like like don't <laughs> like nice, nice act was nice, nice trade. Solid. He's going to be solid. No. What is your definition of solid? Like a corner outfielder who's a league average hitter isn't solid. A corner outfielder, league average hitter is a bad baseball player. Like they're a bad baseball player. Like it's, it's not like, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you that Connor Joe is bad. That's all. And like, don't try to paint this picture that he's not because he's bad. Like he's a bad baseball player. He should not be getting any substantial playing time for any team who's trying to win baseball games. That's essentially what it comes down to. And the same goes for Austin Hedges. He's a bad baseball player. When they're you, bad. They're bad baseball players. And this you, is a bad team. Put Connor's Joe, Connor Joe's entire baseball career out there. 182 games, 694 plate appearances, the 92 way to run career plus 0.9 war. It's a bad baseball player. There, there does have to be a, a time when Pirates fans need to stop justifying. That's when you know you got a good player. And and again, like not all trades can be that way. Not all you know, signings can be that way. Like there's going to be somewhere like, I can understand this, but like every acquisition the Pirates make has to be justified, and that kind of just shows that. Well, they're not good players. Like, well, he can be good if he bats against lefties only, and yeah. he does this. And if he and it's like they got to get you got to get past this at some point. You got to say, oh, they signed this player. Mm-hmm. He's good. <laughs> yeah, because you know he's good. If you're citing lefty splits from two seasons ago. It means he's not a good baseball player. Right. Cite something else. I'm with you. And, and again, like it's not to take like that is legit. That is what he did, and I understand it. But like that's every move. Every move you have to you have to justify. The Pirates need to stop justifying moves. They need to. Just, Go out there and, and make a move. Get better. And it should it should have started last year. And it started this year, finally. Like, although you had to justify Troy, you know, in Santana degree, but we're more on board with it. We it's a better understanding of it. But like there has to be a time where they start saying, Hey, we don't talk about like we don't have to go to the Dansby situation, but the Cubs went out there and signed Dansby seven years, 
you don't have to say, well, Dansby could be good if no, he's good. Right. They're, they're not, <clears throat> they're not a good team. They're a air quotes rebuilding team as well. You got to start yeah, pushing plenty of players out there getting signed where you don't have to dig deep. You don't have to click multiple buttons on their fan graphs page to find a stat that you like, you know, right. <laughs> right. if you're or clicking you multiple buttons, <laughs> if you have to click multiple buttons on their fan graphs page to like, see if you like somebody or not, then they're, they're bad. <laughs> that's, that's the, bo- I like that. How many buttons you have to click? To determine if it's solid or not, yeah, we need we need to we need to come up with some like over some under one at some level, it. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's get out of here then. But yeah, I mean the Pirates made some moves. <clears throat> Whatevs, I guess. Yeah, now this I mean this week the two big things that they need to do is they need to get rid of two guys. Yeah. So that should be coming up, I would imagine, this week. Well, who are your guesses? Quick guesses. Man, I don't even know. I'm not even going to do it because I'm not looking right now. I'm going to say Ryan Villade and Johan Ramirez. I don't know. Okay. I'm just not. The reason I'm not – you want to know why I'm not – it's not even so much I'm looking at that. It's because Valade is the one that makes sense. Valade is the one I've been talking about, and it's not going to be Valade. Valade's still going to be on this team. He is absolutely going to be on this team. And I don't understand it. He's just going to keep surviving. I don't understand it. Just like Van Meter. I didn't understand the pickup when it happened. And him still being on the team, I don't understand. Not yeah. that the guys they got rid of, it's like, oh my god, how could you, how could you DFA this guy? How can you remove that guy from the forty man? It's just, how could you remove that guy and not this guy? Why did you acquire Valade? I don't. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm sorry. That's more egregious than these two moves. <laughs> Ryan Valade not even playing for the Pirates, but being on the forty man is more egregious than these two moves of Hedges and Connor Joe. I'm done. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> It better be Belay. I think he'll be one. I think he'll be one. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> can we can we leave now? I need some coffee. We can leave now, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll be back again uh, this week, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you guys.